Welcome to a special happy hour episode of Titanic Minute, your daily podcast where we discuss the movie Titanic minute by minute. I'm your co-host Robin, joined as always by my good friends Joe's Plan and Hotline Duff. <laughs> Cheers. All right, minute 115. In this minute, the stewards won't let Are you saying I'm God? Because I agree. Up. You picked like the worst Drake song for me. I know. Sorry. Who is like Just rolling around on the ground? I think that's Joe. Joe Gullet. I was adjusting my mic stand. Uh, it's... <laughs> He's at a standing desk. He's now standing. <laughs> it's not a treadmill. <laughs> it's a little mini tripod. Uh, okay, so uh, in this minute of stewards, they're not letting Steerage up. So we see, it's been a while, guys. We see our good friends. Tommy and Fabrizio, the United Nations of steerage. Hey, yep, it has been a while, especially for Tommy. Especially for Tommy. It's weird how, like, Tommy's not really in this movie that much, but he is quite memorable. Yeah, he he has a pretty important function, I guess. Yeah. Um. So you know the the we hear that the the steward isn't is um not allowing anyone up. He's not letting him up since it's not time for the lifeboats. So I have a question. I don't want to. I don't want to trigger anyone. But the big issue is there's no lifeboats. There's not enough lifeboats. What? What should they have done here? You mean like this? This person in general, or yeah, this all? steward right now, because he does say like he does say that they're you know he's only allowing women and children up, and then you have Tommy and these guys being like, ah, let me up, and it's like, well. We're we're not to you yet. You're not. It's not your time yet. So should you're saying should he have just told them the hard truth? Well, I don't know. I mean, you know, we kind of mentioned of like if a panic would be best with with Andrews earlier. But like, what if he's just like, yeah, I'll just we'll let all of steerage just come on up to the deck and just you know best why, man. Why don't they get to go first? Well, because when I go on the airplane. I don't get to get off that plane first. I got to sit and wait until first class goes. And then the next. Uh, Maybe they should have chosen to be in first class. That's not a life or death situation. That's not not the same thing. Well, so so in this situation, like, how do you how do you do it then? Like, what would you, you know, you let steerage go first? If, If it was me, yeah. Screw those rich people. What if it, those rich people are the anyways. ones who like? He's he's so conditioned though that in this emergency state, he's been conditioned to be loyal to the company and be a class trader. So, yeah. yeah. Well, no, I get why he's yeah. doing it. I, you just asked what I would do. Well, I'd let the real people go first, not the vampires. <laughs> so you would just like open the gates and be like, "Go ahead, see what happens." Best like I would just open let... fire. I would open fire on all the first class passengers and push <laughs> oh them over. Uh, Joe is actually doing a minute by minute of Snowpiercer. <laughs> <laughs> I just like, you know, I, we're all horrified by this, and like I also agree. But there's part of me that's like, 
you know, they're doing women and children first, which seems like rich the right women thing to do. and children first. Uh, most, a lot of, most, nearly all the children survived. But I'm just saying what's going on right now. I don't so, know what happens after this minute. All I know is what I've seen so far. So I think that this guy, number one, we're assuming that he's been told, number one, that there aren't enough lifeboats. Number two, that the ship is actually going to sink. So he yeah. might not. He maybe he actually, as part of the brainwashing, he thinks he's doing the correct thing. He's like, no. So maybe he's not a traitor. I guess I'm kind of conflicting my earlier point. Plus, plus him keeping him locked down there in, increases the chances of his own survival. Yeah, that's true. Oh, that's true too. Yeah, I don't know. It, I I have to find where it was. I did see like a chart that kind of like went over first class, second class, third class um, survivors. Or I, I mean, there probably aren't any great, pure, easy decisions for anyone from this point on. So kill the rich people. Pretty easy. All right. So here we go. Uh, <laughs> Here you go. So 72% of women survived overall. Um, mm-hmm. Actually, here we'll go by class. So I was wrong on children. So six of the seven first-class children survived. Uh, all 25 of second-class children survived. Uh, 25 of the 83rd-class children survived. That's not very good. They, they really dropped mm-hmm. the ball on the third-class children. Nope, that's not very good at all, That's Rob. very bad. That's very <laughs> bad. Uh, 100% of first-class women survived. Mm. Uh, second, 92 of the, 78 of the 92 second-class women survived. And uh, 88 of the 179 steerage women survived. So that's... that's doing, better. Let's, doing better. Doing um, better. My problem is these first-class men. 54 first-class men survived. and th- So that's 32% of first-class men, 8% of second-class men, 13% third-class men. So the way it works out, the way it works is 62% first-class, 43% of second-class survived, 25% third-class survived. So that is quite the class system we have there. It's kind of a it's a really fun metaphor for how climate change is going to affect the human population <laughs> in like the next 50 60 years or so where people in poverty and are just going to be absolutely decimated by it and and then by the time it gets really bad the wealthy people have built giant walls around their mansions and hired like 100 private cops to guard it and stuff. This <laughs> actually functions as a fun metaphor for how that's going to play out. Snowpiercer, uh, it's not wrong. Um, I, I there's just there's just part of me that wonders. The biggest issue is, like I said, the, the iceberg, and then the lack of like <laughs> <That's> the biggest, <laughs> 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 biggest issue is that <laughs> iceberg. Really, yeah, I don't know. I I kind of feel like if it wasn't for the iceberg, the ship probably wouldn't have sank. Uh, so uh, other than that, Mrs. Lincoln, how was the play? <laughs> Uh, but so this minute here actually makes you really sad. We have uh, we have the Irish mother played by uh, Jeanette Goldstein, who uh, uh, in in a, in a handful of Cameron films, most notably, uh, I know uh, one of your favorites, Joe. Yes, uh, she was uh, Vasquez in uh, Aliens. What? Mm-hmm. Yep. 
And that's her very first, her first role actually was in I that. I didn't even recognize her. And yep. she is also John Connor's foster mom in Terminator 2. That is right. She's Janelle. When she becomes the, the T-1000, takes over her, and she like stabs that guy through the milk carton. Yeah, that part rules. Yeah. It does rule. So she's in like... <laughs> <laughs> so I, Settle I down, Beavis. It's, it's such a cool <laughs> scene. <laughs> um, There's a knife in his head. <laughs> so she... It's so weird, like her first. Oh film yeah, because she has. I see it now. She has all those freckles on her face in the yeah. this movie, though, so it's hard to. Um, she's really good in Aliens, and uh, it's weird that like that's her biggest role. It's like all kind of downhill from there. Yeah, um, I don't understand why. So this uh, is kind of a jumping off point, and guys, I might be getting into some. Uh, sensitive territory just a yes. heads up oh. so well, don't worry we can just tune it out if we need all to. right uh, <laughs> tune it out. so Jeanette Goldstein falls into that category of actor who can play like 30 different races or <laughs> ethnicities like uh my wife and I every, every so often we unintentionally play this game of what nationality is Alfred Molina <laughs> it's like every time he shows up in a movie he's playing he's played like french he's played obviously american like white americans uh spanish <laughs> uh, russian he, isn't he's played part octopi yes <laughs> uh he's he's basically played like at least 10 different ethnicities that i can think of ben kingsley is kind of like that too no it's not a good one so I have a I have a I have an even funner fact about Jeanette Goldstein. Funner. Mm-hmm. More fun. You guys ready for this one? Uh-huh. She is the proprietor of a store called Jeanette Bras. Ooh. Which is a large cup bra specialist. Yeah. Known for its slogan, the alphabet starts with D. <laughs> 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 Hey, that's that's awesome. Good on her. So yeah, that's what she does now. It's a store we could go to. Oscar, um, Oscar Isaac is another actor like that. Oh, that's another good one. Yeah, yeah. Oscar Isaac. Um. <laughs> so this uh, these Jeanette as the Irish mother here when she talks to these kids, man. Oh, tugs at the old heartstrings. Oh man, does it? They, they like. It's a good opportunity for her to teach them about Marx. <laughs> <laughs> the they look up well, they kids look, in late stage capitalism. <laughs> what we're seeing here is is late capitalism failing the regular people again. The way, especially the little boy, looks up at her with his eyes, and she's like trying to like, you know, in this terrible panic moment, people are running. There's life belts. There's a cage that they can't get out of. Um, and she's trying to, like, hold it together for her kids. Man. That- so I, I know this is happy hour, but I've, I'm I'm going to go down some dark territory. Good. And, and I'm going to open this up to Rob and Joe. Both of us? Because, <laughs> well, because I was going to say Rob has a child. It's true. Joe does not. But he works with them, so I'm gonna allow Joe lots to of answer. them. And I love my dog. 
Okay, we'll count that as well. So my <laughs> question, my question is, Rob, what is the hardest thing you've had to tell to your son? And Joe, what is the hardest thing you've had to tell to a teen? Um. So this isn't funny. <laughs> I said it was gonna get dark. I uh, <laughs> I thought it'd be the funny kind. I uh, so my son, he's he's he'll be five when this episode comes out. I guess he's four now. So it hasn't really been like a ton of like heart to heart. But like both my parents uh, passed away before he was born, and so like he finally got to the point where he's like, "Where's your dad?" <laughs> he asked mm. this question. Hey, hold on, it's not that. It, it's fine, guys. And uh, I was like telling him like, "Well, you know, my dad's dead," and like explaining to him, and I was explaining like, you know, how he's you know he's like where is he and i was like well he's you know buried now and you know and telling me and he was just like he lives underground <laughs> <laughs> so, like, so like i had to it's like he lives in that uh that house uh by like richfield or something i think it is that's completely underground oh yeah yeah so he i had to explain to him like that's what he knows like well then you die and then you go underground <laughs> So, but luckily, Wait, he's... that's that's uh, he hasn't grasped the forever gone um, part yet. I, I thought yeah. he's seen chickens die. Yeah, yeah, he's he's grasped it's forever, but sort of. We like maybe the... need to explain that. <laughs> <laughs> I have chickens. I own chickens at our house, so we've had we've had some that have died, and so he's learned like, oh, that chicken's gone now, and they're not coming back because they died. Um, they're now in a garbage bag. <laughs> oh, Just like you'll be someday. It's the circle of life. No, I think I think he knows. Like he understands. Like he understands like the permanence of it. But I don't think it's necessarily like hit the weight of it. Like no, I mean like forever gone. And so, yeah. But it was yeah. just funny where he's like, so he lives underground. <laughs> in a way, makes yeah. sense to me. Sure. No, he was cremated. What's that? Well, uh. we. We incinerate the body. <laughs> throw a body and just set it on fire. <laughs> and then we collect it and we put it in a urn that just, <laughs> you got to dust around. It's hella <laughs> do, you guys, do you guys know anybody that had, does the urn thing in their house? My dad. Your dad's? Yeah, my grandma had uh, my grandpa in an urn, like by the dining room table. <laughs> so it's like, that's so deeply weird. My dad put it in like, this fancy box on top of the TV, so you can have to. Look. You're just watching TV, and it's above it. Yeah, oh, so it's man. like you're you're watching what's left of my mom. <laughs> I want to be. I want to be cremated, and I want it to be in a face that says, "Make a good earning." <laughs> <laughs> that that's the most appropriate. Yeah, your earn for you. Your uh, your urn is gonna be like Big Mouth Billy Bass. <laughs> <laughs> when someone walks by it, it's just gonna be you screaming something. Oh man, I no. <laughs> take me to the river. <laughs> it, <laughs> it will. Uh... I told you to drop me in the water. <laughs> See, I'm envisioning though that it's Billy. Big mouth bass, but it has like uh, Rob wave file stored in it. <laughs> so you walk past, like, guys, I did some research. <laughs> you weren't supposed to keep me here. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, what happened? Okay, all right. 
Joe, um, what, what's your tough talk? I, I don't, I, I haven't had to, like, I've had, like, real tough conversations, but I've never had to, like, break horribly bad news to anybody. Like, okay. like oh, you... you you're know, dead. You, <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, actually, you're dead, so it doesn't really matter how you did on this paper. <laughs> <laughs> um, this, uh, should we move on, or do you guys have more on this? Uh, <laughs> I'm glad I was able to find a way to make this funny. <laughs> um, so this uh, this minute ends with uh, us on the deck as the first class people are being lowered. And if Joe was there, he would just be firing guns at them. Um, Absolutely. He would be I would be the using ropes. the same gun that uh, Cal was using to shoot dolphins earlier. <laughs> uh, and it... <laughs> It, it looks like the world's worst amusement park ride. On <laughs> they're like being lowered down. They're they're like screaming. Why are there men on this boat? Seems absurd, doesn't it? Uh, yeah. I don't really get the whole women and children first, and then there's like half du- half of the boat is dudes. Yeah, get real. Like, I, listen, you're in a situation like this. You have limited resources. Women and children. That seems like a great idea. I'm fine with that. Let me let me ask a question. Is it sexist? Not the children part. Um, is it the same sort of sexism that keeps like women from being part of like the um, selective service in the United States? I, so, in a way, I guess the answer is yes, but it's so uneven and unbalanced that like it's not like <laughs> like it's not like you know well i know everything else in life isn't fair but you do get the door held open for you and if the ship was sinking you'd get a spot like you know it doesn't that, quite even out i feel like isn't that an actual argument that that guy who wrote the myth of male power made oh god i'm sure it is it's, it's like it's a dumb argument but i mean yeah i feel like that was the actual was one of his points oh man um I do, I do have a fun I do have a fun uh sound uh I know you Joe especially you love learning how sounds were made. Yeah. Um, give me that foley action. Uh, foley facts. So the, foley I'm facts. a foley boy. <laughs> the uh the davit sounds um the original the original sounds they had James Cameron wasn't happy with. Um so the sound guy t- took a davit from a ship that was around the same like era as the Titanic. Drove up a dirt road, found a pole, attached the davit to the pole, and a rope to the car. You should probably tell the listeners what a davit is. By that's the what the uh, that's the thing that they're lowering the lifeboat with. That's sort of like the big. It's like a small little pulley. Yeah, uh, and uh, attached the davit, attached the you know use the davit, attached the pole and the in a into the car with a rope, and then the sound they use for this is the sound of them wenching on that uh, davit. Um, as the car goes up the dirt road, <laughs> and then finally James Cameron's like, "Oh, that sounds sick. That's the full sound I need right there." Um, all right, well, we're kind of going a little long here, but I want to do a real quick uh, casting rumor. Uh, I think there's a. Go ahead, Duff. Did you want something? No. no. Okay. Uh, uh, so I really want to do a, a real quick casting rumor. Rosanna Arquette. Hmm. Um, to play who? Jack. Uh, yeah. Sorry, Rose. Rose. Uh, here's a weird thing about that one. And I don't like, I feel weird saying this cause I think it's a bad thing in general, but in Hollywood, that this is the case, but she would have been too old 
at that point. She was in her mid thirties in ninety seven. That's that's too old to play a nineteen year old, eighteen year old. Yeah, this this is one of the cases where that argument actually stands up. Yeah. Um but guys, I really want to mention this for this one thing. Do you know what movie came out that she was in in nineteen ninety seven instead? Uh, I don't. I, I have no. I don't even have a guess. Uh, it was Gone Fishing. Uh, <laughs> That's with, like the fourth time we've referenced that with Joe Pesci and Danny Glover. <laughs> and I found another fun fact about that movie. I G- bet I. I think I know what it is because I think we talked about this one day. That J.J. Abrams wrote it. Uh, yeah. No, but that's also a fun fact. <laughs> uh, my fun fact was that there was a stunt person who died doing a stunt for that movie. Oh, that's right. That's I remember that now. Yeah. And was mentioned. not funny, but also, man, what a movie <laughs> to like, like what, you know, imagine that guy has kids and they're like, and he has to have one of those hard discussions, maybe with his kids. Like, well, why, why is your dad not around? Uh, he died doing a movie. Like, oh, I mean, well, he's underground. No, but it's like, oh, was it like a really cool action movie? <laughs> uh, no. Uh, no, it was a uh, Gone Fishing, <laughs> which I've it, never seen, by the way. And I now I really want to watch it. <laughs> I that day we were looking into this. I watched some clips online, and there's uh, there's a scene where they're struck by lightning. <laughs> so it's that type <laughs> of movie. <laughs> Amazing. All right, guys, do you have anything else uh, on this minute? Should we wrap it up for the week? It's another week in the can. That's right. Um, you listeners, you've enjoyed this. You should do a few things. One, yeah. we talked about it. Go to titanicminute.com slash newsletter. Sign up Come for on. feeling. That comes out tomorrow. Number two, go to titanicminute.com slash steerage. Join our listeners group because there is a lot of activity. Those people are fantastic. And then finally, you want to hear us do an episode on Avatar? Sure you do. You should go to mm. titanicminute.com slash survey. If we get 150 responses, we will do an episode on Gone Fishing. And if we get 75 <laughs> oh, <damn>. of them. <laughs> why Why do we pick Avatar? If we get 75, we'll do Avatar. I, did, I shouldn't even say we. I don't, I don't like this. Well, I'm upset. Well, mm, I like it. Yeah, me too. Two out of two. Why do you want to talk about Avatar? We talk all the time off air about how boring that movie is. I, because I haven't seen it since it was in the theaters, and I feel like I would have a lot more to say. Yep. I might love it. I might love it. I've, I will be ready to attack Rob if he loves it, because I don't think I will <laughs> love it. All right. Let's end it now. Um.